0: The M-Store where they're all Grizz all the time.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
1: It's four o'clock. Welcome to Tutela Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX television. I like football. Sports talk from Montana, for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. Ah. The commissioner has spoken. least a little bit and Danny Sprinkle for the first time, reconvening with his basketball team at Montana State. Hi, boys and girls. It is Tutel and Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio in Western Montana and across the state on SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on this very fine Tuesday afternoon. Hope you are having a fantastic day. Appreciate you letting us spend some of it with you. Uh, if you would like to call, 361-3688 is the phone number. All guests, join us via the Rankish Brothers RV phone line. And, yes... As mentioned yesterday, that phone line is valid for texting as well. That's right. You can text us here, 361-3688. You don't have the time for a full conversation. Go ahead and shoot us what you want to say, whatever it is, comments, uh, rebuttals, et cetera, 361-3688, the brand new text line available. You can get involved with the show that way as well. If you would like to listen live, you're out of market. It's easier at home, however you want to do it on your device and tablet on the interwebs you could do it 1029ESPN.com our website all guests join us via the Rangers brothers RV I said that RV phone line right okay good I mean, it's Tuesday, man. I'm lost. I'm going to explain why I'm wearing what I'm wearing in a minute. will also explain why I, I went through the phone line twice. If you want to listen live, though, you can do so on the website via the stream. The stream is available all the time. I could sit in a stream for a little while right now. It would probably help me out. The stream is available thanks to our friends at Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Today in the show, got a bunch to get to, actually, for a Tuesday edition of Still Sports Free World, uh, for the most part. Uh Tom Wistersil, the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference, uh, was on a radio show earlier today, not ours, uh, but will uh, be giving the state of the conference address here in about 48 hours on Thursday. The Big Sky Conference football media days are going to take place virtually uh, on the uh, online and on television uh, for uh, Thursday and Friday, but he uh, had a couple of things to say, including giving a time frame for decision making as it pertains to football and fall sports in general for the conference, so we'll get into that a little bit as well as our expectations of what we think we're going to hear on Thursday and Friday from him and others uh, in the conference when they get to that we will also revisit our conversation which we started yesterday but did not get to finish uh, which will be Coulter making a horrendous take about John Rahm being the number one golfer in the world that's right I'm predicting that is also going to go very poorly for you Uh, so we will uh, we'll talk about that and just where we're at the state of golf in general is it good or is it not good is it parody or is it just mediocrity out there Uh, we also uh, are going to hear from Danny Sprinkle the head coach of the Montana State Bobcat men's basketball team Uh, he was available today uh, on a Zoom call to talk about all kinds of things there on I believe today is day two of being back together as a team doing some team workouts still social distance there's not actual one-on-one working out certainly not team like basketball stuff but they can run through some drills they can be in the gym together they can do you know some conditioning stuff and so uh uh, coach sprinkle uh, got together with some of the members of the media today online and uh, and went through some of that we may even Get into a little bit of uh, uh, Grizz football stuff, some Anaconda football stuff hitting the radar, so we'll see what we can uh, cover here today. Golter, nice to see you. You look great. I also look great, but I'm wearing different clothes from what I normally wear. Uh, you if you're watching us on YouTube or uh, on, on SWX television, uh, this may seem overly casual for a statewide television show, I understand, in a t-shirt and in a hat today. You always um, wear a hat. I never wear a hat on this show. You you wear a hat all pretty often. Lit, I mean, I, I maybe have worn a hat two other times ever in the history no, of this show. No, it's not
0: show. true. You wore a hat weekly when we had a uptop sponsorship and a hat weekly when we had a Board of Missoula sponsorship. Ooh. You're welcome for the free shout outs. Coulter, <laughs> I,
1: I wore I have worn something as a matter of, you know, shout outs. Yeah. Okay. I haven't worn a hat. I'm, I'm glad you're present for this radio show. I know. We no, well No,
0: here's the thing. Is, I haven't here's, worn a hat ever in this Here's studio. the mistake that I'm making, actually. You wear a hat all day, every day. Yes,
1: I do. And then go and comb your hair. Four seconds before the show starts, head into the sink, hand into the well, dapper Dan, and then I look great again. But I am wearing a hat today, my public lands hat from the back country folks, uh, and I'm wearing a t-shirt, Montana Till I Die, What Up? You want to know why, and I feel like I'm justified? It's 98 degrees outside. It is 98 degrees. You think I'm going to wear a buttoned-up, full-sleeve thing like you got? You look, you know, superb, (laughs) but No. I'm not going to do that. I'm mad enough as it is. I have got to have just something that I can live in, in this godforsaken weather that we're having here today.
0: Here's uh, here's two observations that I've okay. realized in my adult life. Yes. One, as the modern world continues to uh, rapidly accelerate in technological innovations, it used to be, especially in rural places like Missoula, Montana, having... Uh, Nice and or fancy and or unique or original clothing made you stand out quite a bit. Mm -hmm. If you were the kid whose mom took you shopping in Spokane during Hoop Fest, you might have some sneakers that no one else had. You might have a polo that nobody else had. You'd be talk of school. People would really notice it. No one notices anything anymore because everybody can order everything offline all the time. Okay. I spent the first 25 years of my life coveting compliments for my shoes and received those compliments all the time. Now, I wear great shoes all the time. No one notices. I just laugh at your shoes. The other thing that uh, I noticed as you become older as an adult is the more that you hone your uh, persona or the more that your persona defines who you are, the less people notice what you actually wear. Do you know what defines me? So in other words, words, (laughs) I just assume you wear a hat at all times because that's what your persona is, even though you actually, you're right, have never worn a hat on the show. Grease fires in kitchens, Tommy? What's yours, Tommy? Is that what The you? ability to be a great friend and say, hey, man, you got some sweet shoes on today, Coulter." <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Well, Tommy actually is um, light years more observant than Gus. So oh. uh, th- this is... I mean, that's not...
1: That's not... It's not news. That's not a high bar to cross. No, no doubt about that. I don't see very much of anything. But, you know... If our friends over at SW, actually, dear friend Tom over there, some people who uh, are in the television industry, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. uh, which you and I clearly Mm -hmm. aren't, right? uh, (laughs) Say, what the hell is going on in there? Like, why are we, why is this, you know, why have we drugged this visual to a brand new low? And these guys, he's in his. Shorts, and a t-shirt, and a hat on. I mean, this is unacceptable. I apologize in advance. I did not clear this with production ahead of time, whether I could wear this hey. or not. But it's what I got, and I I do think that it is my best chance at not spontaneous combustion today.
0: Well, you know, I don't know if this is a compliment or a shout at you, but either way, uh, you look the exact same as you always do. Good. No better, no worse. So uh, I don't think that anybody say ten out of ten. I don't think anybody would have noticed. Uh, a couple other things before we get into the. Uh, the snowball that continues to roll downhill that is just making my brain hurt every day we talk about it. Yes. A couple of positive things. Okay. Uh, speaking of up top, our friends at up top, yep. uh, Bo and Cole, or uh, excuse me, um, Cole Anderson Luke. and his, and his brothers, Luke and no. Luke. Yep. Bo. Sorry. Sorry, no. Luke. I don't mean to uh, call you Bo cause I know that you guys aren't nearly the same, even though you are brothers. Uh, but Tom Brady, have you seen this? I saw it. Tom Brady was wearing a Whitefish fish bulldogs yep. up top shirt. Giving shout outs on the Twitter to Whitefish. And then somehow this became a trend. And then Danny Amendola was also giving Whitefish High School a shout out. So I mean, cool for the kids from Whitefish. What do you what would you think if you're a seventeen year old and you just go on Twitter like, Man, Tom Brady's wearing the same workout shirt I got?
1: If I was seventeen, I would think it was the greatest thing in the world. Right? Yeah, definitely.
0: Like yeah. How many girls are you sending that to? You're like, look, my shirt's the same as Tom Brady's
1: shirt. Well, first of all, absolutely none. I'm 17. I haven't spoken to a girl yet in my life at that age. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, uh, even if I had, it wouldn't be. T- I don't want them to see Tom Brady in it, <laughs> you know?
0: Compare and well, contrast.
1: What am I trying to do? A side-by-side with Thomas Brady? No. No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sending that out. Uh-huh. I'm going to see it, though, and feel, feel great school pride. Well, you know what? He's got He's got Montana connections. And, he does. Um, you know, uh, you may be aware of this, Coulter, but uh, up top, the, the company, they have some NFL connections. No question. So, you know, it was my, well, you know, did I fall out of my chair when I saw this? No, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. And, you know, it probably makes some sense. That's
0: right. Tom oh, Brady doing the thing. Montana or everything. Was there one other thing that you had? One other thing. Okay. everybody's that's watching on TV and anybody that's listening on the radio, you can, uh, you can visually so imagine. Uh, but... Everybody that's watching on TV. We got a new bookshelf here. It's pretty cool, uh, but I have a variety of my uh, sports books here. But this is the reason I'm pointing this out is because any and everybody that wants to contribute to the bookshelf, mm. let's do is it. This let's, a call to for books. Let's have let's so have a, let's have a little Dan Patrick your mom, style deal. Bless
1: her heart, brought in this bookshelf yesterday. We've been saying how can we spruce up the joint. Of course, the day we get the bookshelf with the nice books and pictures on it, I'm this is what I'm wearing today. But. Uh, yeah, it looks good and we could, I have I have some contributions that I need to make mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, I, I'm not sure yet if I want to do just books or if I want to do like the Jeff Passon with, with some CDs on there as well. Uh, he's got Weezer, I think, uh, uh, Pinkerton, he's got Evil Empire on there, there's some good choices, I don't know if I can do better than that, uh, but uh, I got I got some plan. I got some ideas of some things I can bring in there and I don't know how, I don't know what it's going to look like yet on screen if you're able even to read the spines of the book but uh it'll be a little fun thing for the 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 viewers to sort of try and see what we got up here
0: multiple uses for this aesthetic appeal certainly so if you have bobcat swag grizz swag high school swag send it Mm -hmm. on in it's all good but also, uh, and if you want to, and truly, if people want to contribute to this, that's that's awesome. Well, just I mean, text us 361-3688, and we can go from there. We'll brainstorm with you whatever it might be. You can send us pictures, samples.
1: I mean, it is a finite All amount of space. It it's is already it pretty is. full.
0: It is, but we can rotate. But the uh, other two things this is for: there's some media guides on there, Gus. There's okay. also some books and some almanacs. Yeah. You now have no excuse for having poor trivia questions. Oh, man, go to the bookshelf and just. Pick off a book. So, first of all, I, I think my trivia questions are whites out. I just think
1: it's murder to get to them for me. You know? Right. So, maybe it's the ease of use where I can now do what you do and go, hey, 1975, who was the eighth big, best running back in the Big Sky Conference? Mm. Oh, gotcha. There wasn't the a Big Sky Conference. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know
0: how the thing. See, you just, you dispute nothing but false, uh, falsehoods there. Uh, That's new. And thirdly, I think this, this could stimulate a few uh, radio segments as well. I plan on maybe. Uh, you know, drawing from the bookshelf. And, okay. And having a Many changes. Topic. We get
1: a text line yesterday. We get a bookshelf today. I don't, I don't like this. This is... We're advancing.
0: Just to be clear. Speed, yes. Beatles figurines will be placed on that shelf. Tommy, I, I got to let nice. you know that during the soul searching of all of my uh, coronavirus and uh, quarantine and all this stuff, I I must admit, oh, I'm boy. slightly, slightly, Whoa. slightly Whoa. starting to come around on the Beatles. Whoa. Cool. I'm glad you're finding some level of sanity. Man, that's the most cordial conversation
1: of of you ever had. Let's stop there. It's 2 telling the 1 is 1029 ESPN Radio. My shoes are better, though. Hmm. <laughs> Sleek, well, baby. Just like that, it all falls apart. If you
0: just wear your hat backwards on TV, it'd fit you perfectly since you wear skater shoes. But I never wear hats. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place.
1: Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. (laughs) It's, It's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house, and like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, Well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house, you left it in my house, and I'm eating all of it.
0: We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch.
1: It would be short everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana, Shoto out, Original, Alpine Touch, and It's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it.
0: Alpinetouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to alpinetouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer big mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice.
1: Tom Wistersill was. What radio
0: show was he on earlier? Uh, John yesterday? Canzano's radio show, okay. which is one of the top uh, daily sports talk shows, like in the after in the afternoons, it's it's the number one show in Portland. Okay, so John Canzano uh, He's for on people in Oregon for people that don't right. know John Canzano, he was he is and was a, a the longest tenured person at the Oregonian columnist, who then like a lot of guys in these. Uh, Mid, I call mid major metros like Salt Lake City. Gordon Gordon Monson did the same thing mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City, where you be, then get your radio show too. So yeah,
1: a lot of a lot of guys have you know are have had a foot in both or have gone from one to the other and and from journalism to radio. Who who do I know that's done that? <laughs> Somebody. Uh, but in any case, uh, he was on uh, John Kinzano's show uh, earlier today. A couple of things he said. First of all, that the end of the month, so you know, what are we 10 days away uh, from the end of the month, is the deadline for a decision on what to do regarding the football season for the Big Sky Conference. So this is the first official time frame that has been put on this. And uh, we'll talk about the Pac-12 kind of pulling the rug out from underneath with the cancellation of their non-conference schedule. So we'll get into that a little bit because I thought... Uh, uh, Commissioner Whistler still had some things to say about that that were, were worth reviewing. But my question to you, Coulter, is this. If the end of the month is the, the the time frame that he's putting on a decision about what to do with football, which I guess is theres is there three options. Cancel it all together, right. move it to spring, or play it as is as best he can here and now in the fall. So, you know, if, if something like that is the three broad sort of possibilities, then Then that decision is set to be made at least by July 31st. Here's the part where I'm still, I, I am still confused, and I want to hear what you have to say because I know you have thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Big Sky Conference Media Days is Thursday and Friday. Right. Tom Wistersill at 10 a.m. Thursday morning is scheduled to get up and give, you know, a state of the conference address, which you would imagine this is going to be the centerpiece, if not the only thing that he's talking about is this the what this season is going to look like and how it's shaping up through from a conference perspective. Yep. But that is obviously a week ahead of quote a final decision ma- being made and they're having these two days of of you know yep. build up media build up for football and so forth. What do you expect is going to actually be said? What do you think the main story or central uh uh you know f- uh, fundamental narrative is going to be? For this, coming out of this, not what's going to happen next week, but on Thursday and Friday, what do you think is going to be said?
0: I think it will be um, a whole lot of convoluted nothing. I think it's going to be... Also, it'll
1: uh, be like a media thing.
0: I think it will be... uh, we're continuing to work in an ever-progressing and ever-revolving world. We're trying our best to find the best solution for our all our member schools. We'll let you, the fans, know as soon as we know. And we know nothing, so you know nothing. And we won't know anything until we know. And then it'll, then it'll be, uh, in my opinion, the cancellation and or delay of this football season. You and I disagree on this. You say it would be ridiculous to have all this hoopla and media fanfare a week ahead of then canceling the season. That's exactly why they're doing it, in my opinion. Because everybody else has canceled, because there hasn't been a media day that has occurred yet, besides the Ohio Valley Conference, which is a mid-major, um, FCS football conference. Yeah, the CIA canceled the season before they had their media days. Yes, when the media when the when the media poll comes out, then outlets across the Western United States are going to write about that media poll. Hero Sports and uh, Stats FCS are going to pick up the. Polls from both the coaches and the media, and there'll be stories about it. That's extra publicity for the league. Every single school will be mentioned. The all-conference teams will come out. And it's not just how Hero Sports picked it or how Skyline Sports picked it. It's how the league's media picked it, how the league's coaches picked it. That's fodder for radio and TV and print and online. And so it it gives you 7 to 10 days to be the only FCS conference in the country to get any sort of publicity that's not We're canceling football. What's going to happen with coronavirus? What's going to happen with the pandemic? All these different questions. Is it feasible? Can we play independent? All these things that we don't know the answers to. I think that they they moved it up because the content is done. For people that don't understand how this works, usually this is a media conference that's a two day in person conference where we go hang out with all of our favorite colleagues and you know eat chicken strips and drink a beverage or two, and uh, then we get a chance to interview all the student athletes. We get a chance to interview all the coaches. This is now because of coronavirus a pre-recorded virtual event where we all submitted questions. I'm not sure how they're going to do it. The media relations department at the Big Sky obviously had to parse through questions. I mean, you saw my questions. I probably submitted 100 questions, but I think a lot of people did because we all want content, and if we're not going to be there in person, I would ask every single one of the coaches 8 to 10 questions. So, that I mean, that's really what it is, but I'm not sure how they're going to do it, how they're going to edit it, but how this works is it's basically pre-recorded interviews, but... You know, On one hand, it does seem sort of silly to put in all that work, but the work has already been done, so why not promote your confidence and let them have at least a little bit of positivity for 8 to 10 days before then maybe the hammer actually finally falls. Do you think that
1: Tom Wisher still knows the answer to the question, what is going to happen with
0: football? I think that everybody knows the answer of what's, to the question of what's going to happen with FCS football broadly. There's not going to be an FCS season in the fall. That said, that doesn't mean FCS teams aren't going to play football in the fall. That's the biggest gray area to me.
1: Well, yeah, because that would sound contradictory is what that sounds There's
0: like. There's not going to be conference football okay, in the fall. that's fine. And, and and there could be, but this this is the moving target to me. And we talked about this extensively yesterday. If you missed it, you can go to the podcast, all your podcast platforms, as well as 1029ESPN.com and find yesterday's show archive because we talked about this extensively, so I don't want to waste too much time on it, but... I truly think that there is probably, oh, I don't know, 25 to 30 teams in the FCS that could feasibly, both financially and in terms of support and in terms of uh, desire, play a season in the fall on a schedule based on availability. Just that portion of the equation. Can they, though, do it based on the economy of of hosting and not hosting games and can they do it based on finding other teams to play and can they make that all work together and then can that say it's 30 teams somehow figure out a way to then compete on a a consistent enough and long enough level to have a 16 team playoff those two questions I I don't think I mean I don't think we know there's no way to answer those questions until they're answered that's it what do you think I don't know Uh,
1: I in general look each conference being relatively autonomous as far as it goes, I think that there is a chance that the Big Sky and the Missouri Valley specifically still have something like a conference season. Um, What I I do think, though, is that there are going to be member institutions that are not either going to choose not to play or that are not going to be able to play. Um, And and that will affect what those conference seasons and schedules look like. I think the biggest question to me is is the postseason, is the playoff, right. also known as the payoff. Because right. if this is all being played for nothing, and if there's a big push or a number of teams or a number of conferences that are prepared to reconvene and play in the spring and actually play a season in the spring, and if that turns out nationally speaking to be something like a, a super majority or better, right, a two-thirds majority or more, uh, then I think that, that that goes a long way to influencing the teams that could and would, and even the conferences that could and would play here in the fall, because why? You know, what, what, what is the purpose of playing a season where there's going to be no championship? Maybe there's going to be something like a truncated conference champion, but that is even going to be, you know, uh, uh, qu- called into question or asterixy or whatever you want to talk about it because of presumably the fact that not every member institution is going to be playing football in whichever conference you pick. And when you get to that point, I I don't know how many teams go, Well, yeah, this this is worth it for for the work and the effort and, you know, the 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 pain, you know, the sure. risk or whatever sure. that they that to, to, to do this. And so that's where I think that something like the snowball could roll, so to speak, and that momentum goes and the whole thing just gets called off.
0: I mean, unfortunately the teams and the players and the coaches are different from the athletic directors and the administrators and so to answer your question, the the why, the least amount of money you're going to make within the scope of a season if you're one of the big revenue teams in the FCS is during the playoffs. So the reason that you play is for the money. That's not the reason the players are going to play. It's not the reason the coaches are going to coach. But if you're Montana you're going to make way more money hosting six home games than you're going to be even if you hosted three playoff games because the attendance will be lower. You have to revenue share it. You have to bid on the games and pay for p- teams to come play you. So the profit margin is significantly less. Okay,
1: but so I, I don't understand. So what? so
0: all I'm saying is that playing a season without a postseason is still relevant when it comes to the people that handle the money. And at the end of the day, the money is the only thing that actually matters well, but, in the realistic nature of keeping this thing afloat. Here's the thing. However much the money matters is fine,
1: but it's impossible to know the answer. Like you can't know how much money you can or can't generate in a football season when every single week, right, a new city, a new state sure. is having sure. new rules. Sure. sure, there some are opening wider, some are closing up, I, and and so it's an accordion that is at play here, and you don't know
0: what way the conductor is going to point the band. Let's talk money for a second. Uh, it's like my uh, my old editor. At the Montana Academy, I used to always say, you can't bury the lead. If there's money involved in your story, the money is in the second paragraph at the bare minimum. at Most of the time, it should be in the first paragraph. So we've been talking for 24 minutes without talking about the actual tangibles of the money. I've been ta- I've been calling around athletic departments at bo- both schools just to try to get so, some more information on all of this. Talked to a couple people today that confirmed to me this is just through the lens of the University of Montana. Right now, the conversations that they're having with the health department, the health department's saying that they, they're going to be hard-pressed to even allow half capacity at Washington Grizzly Stadium, but likely less than that in terms of what they would clear. If, and, and, this, and this is under the premise that the situation is going to improve. That's not under the premise of if the game was on this Saturday. Mm-hmm. If the game on this Saturday, I, don't, I mean, they don't think they could have it. But it sounds like right now, half full is what Washington Grizzly Stadium is going to be allowed to be okay so if that's the case University of Montana would lose over three million dollars per home game compared to what they budgeted for going into this year now we've been having the argument over whether some is better than none or none is better than some in hopes of maybe getting it all later on the folks that I talked to they they made a couple comments where some is better than none unless you can get it all but if you roll the dice and push it back, then you might get none at all, and then that's the worst case scenario, right? Right.
1: I mean, the idea that okay, well, we're just going to push this into the spring. What what guarantees do we have? Like no one, no one thought in March that we'd be sitting here in July, thinking that the football season was in doubt, right? Well, guess what? Here we are. So what? What? You know, all these. All these schools just keep pushing stuff, but pushing things out is just moving the bump in the rug. Nothing's being solved as it pertains to the logistics of what needs to happen from a health standpoint and logistically in order to
0: actually do it. Right. I think just buying more time brings a lot more factors uh, that could positively impact perhaps having sold out stadiums to the equation. Whether it's more. There's, There's only one factor, right? What's that? If there's a vaccine. Like that's, that's, no. that's it. It's not, it's not it though. If there was affordable and or free testing, which I think with the current state of affairs, both politically and domestically is not in the equation, but it's not impossible it's it, to it, test every, to test everyone. every, attempt. you have to pass a coronavirus test within 72 hours of attending a Grizz football game. Or you have to sign a waiver saying that you don't care if you get sick or there's a lot of different ways to do it. I think you have no, more.
1: That ain't, ain't going to work because. I know,
0: I know. I know. I'm just saying that there's a lot of factors that could positively impact the attendance that you could garner. And I think that the number one factor here, I think it's not necessarily about is the pandemic situation going to get better so that you can have 26,000 people in Washington State Stadium. I think that's probably going to still be unrealistic in the spring unless we really make some drastic strides, like you're saying, with, you know, developments in the on the scientific frontier here. The reason I think the number one reason that the, the people in, inside athletic departments are pushing for a push to the spring is the logistical element of all of this. Like you said, when, when Montana was shut down and then we went through phase one, phase two, no one was really considering that football was not going to happen. And now that's reality staring us straight in the face. But the reality has only been staring us in the face for the last month or so, which is only one month ahead of when practices are supposed to start. Pushing it to the spring, it lets you make a, a more comprehensive and solid schedule. I mean, Like Greg Medea from um, uh, the DNR yesterday said, the James Madison beat writer for, for the Harrisonburg paper. It's so hard. I mean, it takes athletic departments three or four years to make football schedules. It's so hard to make a football schedule in six weeks. I don't even know if it's actually possible. If James Madison does it, it'll be an amazing accomplishment. But you could make you have a lot longer to see who weighs if it's viable. You know, is Idaho State going to get into the mix or not? But
1: here's the thing: it, the reason it takes so long is because the, the, this is the process that these schools go through in order to figure this stuff out and yeah. the, the, the the bartering and all. Okay. All of that's off the table now. Sure. All right, of this, right. everybody's in the same boat. Everybody knows that it has to happen right now. And we've seen instances where a team all of a sudden lost a game and the next week had a refill for that game in two weeks' time because they had to. So necessity sure. is the the motor of all of this. And if all the team what what we need to know is who's in and who's out. Because once that is established, then you can start making, I would think, schedules relatively easily. It's going to take a lot of time, a lot of calls, a lot of headaches, but you it, it will come together quickly, or it won't. And then that's where you go, hey, look, we can get a six-game schedule out of this thing. Are we going to do it or not?
0: Well, I think that's the other reason why the Big Sky is delayed. I, I do think that Tom Wissler's show will not make an announcement on the media days. I yeah. do think they will wait until the final day of July to make an announcement. But then a part of that, though, is also to see what other announcements are made. Well, and I Right got, now, if you're the Big Sky and you're, and you're contemplating, okay, these teams are going to participate. They're going to make redo their schedules. They're going to play a schedule of availability. Well, to do that, though, you need to know if North Dakota and North Dakota State are available because those are way easier games for you to get than you know James Madison. You also need to know what the Mount West is doing because a lot of the schools in the Big Sky are going to need money games still because they lost their Pac-12 money games. If the Mount West somehow delays and or cancels their non-conference like some Power Fives have done, then that, that is going to eliminate probably half of the Big Sky from wanting to play. And it's also going to eliminate some potential regional rivalry games for the powers like Montana, Montana State. So I think that partially then the delay is to see what everybody else is doing as well.
1: It's too telling the of two ninety ESPN radio. I want to keep talking about this. Is that crazy? Yeah, absolutely. Because I, uh, I we want- also
0: got to share some of the stuff that Ken Haslam said in his letter because we talked about the letter and the announcement of the cancellation of the Central Washington game. Yeah. But there's some other details in here too that I think that especially our listeners in Western Montana will, will definitely find valuable.
1: Keep going right after this. Hey, The second annual Smoke on the Water presents Fire in the Hole. Okay, I've been telling you about this, so go online and register. You go to cigarsonthewater.com, cigarsonthewater.com. You go there and you sign up. It's a nine-hole scramble this Saturday at Linda Vista, the Linda Vista Golf Course. Shotgun start at 1. Uh, excuse me, shotgun start at 2. Registration is at 1. Festivity going to be going till eight. The Miller Creek Cafe is going to cater dinner. Okay. There's drinks available thanks to the Rhino, and they got a whole ton of stuff. They got a side by side and a motorcycle thanks to Grizzly Harley Davidson available to win. There's prizes on every single hole. They have a live and silent auction. You can see all the auction items uh, online again at cigarsonthewater.com. Check all this stuff out. Partial proceeds from the event donated to the Western Montana Shriden Club. It's $125. Okay? You're going to have a great day, have a ton of fun, get your friends together, and go spend the afternoon and evening at the Linda Vista Golf Course, cigarsonthewater.com, cigarsonthewater.com.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
1: Things that I wanted to get to here. I mean, what you hate us over there, Tommy? You didn't want to play us any intro music? I mean, I thought we were going to have a fun thing here going on. What, what are happened? you talking about I mean, exactly? Just straight silence, very awkward. You had silence? Yeah.
0: Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't. I Stop Reese like told me that I wasn't running the board right. Thank goodness we have Reese here. Yeah. <laughs> That's becoming common, Tommy. It used to be, thank God, we have Tommy. Now it's thank God we have Reese. When Tommy's back
1: there, it's great. When Reese is back there, it's great. When they're both back there, nobody's paying attention. Well, having it's, it's, too because much chatter. it's
0: because Well, it's not even chatter. It's because they're like rewiring the electromagnetic magnetism of the atmosphere or whatever the hell they do. Just trying to finish building your studio. It's amazing yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah.
1: he got four radio stations on the air, but got the wrong brackets for the TV. <laughs> Dude. Twice. Uh, yeah. I just ordered a third set. I just Stop. handed off the. I, mean,
0: I, I can't criticize Toddie at all because like I, oh. I couldn't even come close to
1: doing this. Are you kidding me? Best thing I ever did was put down. 40 bricks to put my barbecue on. It's New Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, at Gus Tell on Twitter, at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT as well. Uh, Coulter, there's a lot more that I wanted to get to and talk about. One point that I wanted to just add to our uh, previous conversation, which we're just going to keep rolling with here, is they have commissioners conferences in fact we spoke with Tom Waters Celali who was in Chicago at a commissioners conference right. less than a year ago right. there's only 32 conferences in all of college athletics for division 1 yeah division 1 and for the fcs how many fcs uh,
0: uh, there's 10 total? With, there's 10 with auto bids and then there's the pioneer league the the um the ivy, the league. ivy league and the swac so okay. there's 13 total Th-
1: conferences Th- 13 total five of them have already made a decision of what they're going to do here's my point At the end of the day, when we talk about conferences, when we talk about, you know, decision making at that level and nationally and so forth, it's just people, right? It's human beings. Tom is has direct relationships. I don't even know who the conference commissioner of the the Missouri Valley is, whoever the conference commissioner of, you know, these other FCS Division I conferences are, the SOCON and so forth. But see what I did there. So con and so forth. I, I, okay. I got it. I got yeah. it. Uh, anyhow, slow burn. Uh, when he talks, though, to about what he's going to do, about what the Big Sky Conference is going to do, it is it is absolutely informed and bootstrapped by them. Now, the member institutions certainly have a say. The presidents of of the individual schools, the athletic directors of the individual schools, are you know in constant communication, giving feedback about what they think they can do and what they want to do. And certainly, no one can force a school that doesn't want to, doesn't feel comfortable to play a schedule or something like that. But my guess is, I I mean, no question, Tom Wistersill has been in conversation regularly, probably daily with other conference commissioners. And especially, I would think, to align yourself very closely with the Missouri Valley and say, look, if you can go, we can go. And let's see if the two of us can get, you know, half or 75% of our football team's Thumbs up to play football in this right. fall, and we can expand the Missouri Valley Big Sky Challenge. We can have nice like light games and we can and we can figure this out together. No conference wants to be the lone wolf. Right. You know, not not even from like an aesthetic standpoint or people go, well, what are you doing? Sure. Just from a just from a ability to play. You need you need other other teams out there, especially if you're not a full boat. When you talk about, you know, say the thirteen teams, member teams for football in the Big Sky.
0: Let, let me ask you this: I don't have, have any idea the answer to this. Great, I will. What What's the situation like in Missouri? Do we know? No, I haven't heard anything about Missouri. I mean, Missouri State. It's, it's, that- it's, it seems it just seems like the um, almost all the news we're getting is from from our region, the Intermountain, Rocky Mountain West, yeah. the Northwest, the coasts. And the, and the huge metropolises. But I haven't heard anything really from the Midwest. I don't really
1: know what's going on. Well, and, you know, it's Missouri's so interesting, right? Because when, when Missouri has two, well, had two NFL football teams in the state, right? Kansas City is in Missouri. And then St. Louis was in Missouri oh, right. when they were there. I guess the point is when people think about Missouri from here, at least I do, I think, okay, quasi-Midwest, quasi-South right and relatively rural but really it's not i mean there it is rural in spots but it is there's a lot of people in the state of missouri there's some big cities in the state of missouri and and i don't know what their state of affairs is now missouri state uh, university is not in st louis or kansas right. city
0: but i don't know i was just going through my head of the missouri valley schools because i think that i have heard a lot of news out of south dakota because south dakota the way that they have managed the pandemic has been drastically different and drastically more radical in the non-safe fashion than any other state in the union. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to get into the politics of it all, but because of it, they've had way less of an economic dip, but also way higher spikes in cases early, but also way lower re-spikes. Now, regardless, all I'm saying is that I can almost guarantee that South Dakota and South Dakota State, particularly South Dakota State, if they can, are going to make a run at playing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: North Dakota, North Dakota State, same situation sparsely populated, very similar situation to like what Montana and Idaho have going on. But where when we get into Iowa. Well Iowa I don't know the situation and Missouri I don't know the situation. Illinois, to me, it doesn't matter as far as what the pandemic situation is because the state of Illinois itself is one of the most broke states in the country when it comes to higher education. They've been trying to cut the legs out of everything that's higher education, both academically and athletically for a really long time. There's been multiple guys that had good jobs at like Western Illinois and Illinois State that have left those jobs because of the lack of institutional support, the instability that comes from the state as a whole, the state government. I mean, Rob Ash, for example, former Montana State head coach, he, he had an inside track on the Western Illinois job and he said no because he thought it was way too unstable of a job and so you know we've seen multiple coaches leave from there recently as well and so i think that that's the one factor too that can teeter this whole thing if your institution is not on board with sponsoring any sort of student activities you're gonna have a harder time passing football through and i think that again i think the dakotas maybe northern iowa I think that they'd probably push for playing. Illinois schools, I don't know if they're going to have any ground to stand
1: on. It's 2TEL 102.9 ESPN Radio. Another quick break. On the other side, what else did Kent Hasma say in the letter that Colton wants to touch on? There's quite a bit there, and uh, we will parse through some of that right after this. Hey, Kurtz Polaris are at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy. The weather is not just warming up, people. It's hot out. And is a great time to get outside, maybe get to a higher elevation, maybe get on some water. Do anything to keep cool. Like me, wear a t-shirt on television. It's the way to go. Go into Curse Polaris. You get your dirt bikes, your Beta House Vrana dirt bikes. You get your side-by-sides. You can go off-road anywhere. Rangers, razors, get up into the high elevations, find a Forest Service road, go play, have fun, stay cool. Or, my preferred mode of transportation, by boat. Specifically, a pontoon boat, even more specifically, a crest pontoon boat. Top of the line, also available at Kurtz Polaris. They're online at kurtzpolaris.com. You can go see the whole inventory of everything. They're off-roading, they're on-laking vehicles, both in Missoula and Sealy. Summer, the way you always envision with Kurtz Polaris. Again, online, kurtzpolaris.com. It's kurtzpolaris.com. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get
0: your round started right.
1: Them. not Pinkerton but still good.
0: Mm, very good.
1: <laughs> the most iconic of Weezer's records.
0: Are they good enough to be called iconic? I'm so it, I'm so um, I love Weezer. Yeah. I just don't know if they're epic enough to be iconic, but then they are. Well, it, not really. Pretty See, much. See right? That, do you know what I'm not. saying? It pretty totally.
1: much depends what you mean by the word, but I didn't call them iconic. No, I know. I said this record is their most iconic. Uh, it is two tell the one ESPN radio iconic show. Thank you, Tommy. That's right.
0: Um, uh, Coulter, you want do, do we, before we get into Ken Haslam's later? Okay. Do, do you want your homework for the uh, the week? No. Yes, you do. <laughs> well, then don't ask me. Uh, you need to watch this. This will this will change your your, your this will influence your positive mental attitude. Okay. Yes, guys you actually, you guys should both actually watch this. The thirty for thirty. On Mike and the Mad Dog, which was basically the first sports talk radio show. Filter, I watched this before you've already, it aired on ESPN. Oh, you've already watched it? Okay, yes. great. I, yes. I watched it last night, and I just thought it was awesome. It is
1: awesome. Mike and the Mad... And they're still doing it.
0: Can you imagine screaming at each other for five straight hours every day?
1: Oh, it's my dream.
0: <laughs> it's my
1: dream. The third hour that I've been rooting for for two years is only a pathway to the fourth and fifth hour that I get to just take you down
0: it, the uh the perceived shtick that the mad dog had that then turned into him actually acting like that for five hours a day for 19 years is incredible i can't believe he can even talk i know just screaming great baseball guy
1: he's on mlb network now i know and uh and mike francesca still has his own show oh francesca like i mean he's he's the og right he's the original like sports talk they 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 didn't invent sports talk radio, but they invented what you would call the modern version of sports talk radio. Sure. For right. better or worse.
0: Right. The uh, debate format, the discussion format. Well,
1: yeah. And,
0: the and, confrontational format. The confrontational The collars. Yeah. The ripping collars to shreds.
1: Yeah. Very New York. We don't rip collars to shreds. No, we
0: don't. Unless. We don't really rip each other to shreds either. You're right.
1: All right, go ahead. Tell me about Kent Haslam. We talked about, obviously, the confirmation of the the game is gone. We talked about, within the scope of this letter that was sent out last week, you know, the, in, the sort of, here's your different options for what to do with season tickets, but, you know, encouraging people to to please continue to support the program, of course, and that sort of thing. But what else did you find well, I mean, in there I'll, that, I'll, that you thought was, was uh, you know, w- worth taking a further look at? I'll,
0: I'll just read it, because, it's, I mean, this is a direct quote, basically, from Kent, and I appreciate him sending this over, Um First part of the letter is all about the cancellation of the Central Washington game because of the cancellation of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Then he said that game has been canceled, leaving our football team with 10 scheduled games, five of which... Or in Missoula. At this point, we are still planning on playing those remaining games. However, the landscape of college athletics is changing quickly. The Big Sky Conference Presidents Council and athletic directors are engaged in ongoing discussions about how to best navigate fall sports amongst the reality of COVID-19 with the health and safety of our student-athletes, coaches, staff, and fans as our top priority. We understand and acknowledge this uncertainty is frustrating, but we simply do not have all the answers we seek we have any additional information on the 2020 schedule and the impact of the change to our ticket plans, we will share it with you. He goes on to say, please remember, these are the 2020 football season ticket options as it relates to the change in schedule. One, you can donate the purchase of your 2020 season tickets to the Grizzly Scholarship Association to support student-athlete scholarships. Two, you can credit the purchase of your 2020 season tickets for the 2021 season. Or three, you can receive a refund on your purchase and refunds will be given at a later date. Remember that any contribution to the Grizzly Scholarship Association is an investment in more than 300 student-athletes at the University of Montana. Helps make sure we have the tools and resources necessary to be successful in the classroom, in competition, and in the community. So, to me, I thought the interesting part was just sort of the wording of it because, as we know, it is uncertain. But Montana certainly also... um, I don't want to say hedging their bets, but they're they're really trying to ensure that people continue to support the program no matter what happens because we're going to play games. Eventually, it just might be a lot longer than people really want to acknowledge at this moment in time. Yeah,
1: you know, one thing that is worth consideration, and I, I, you know, again, I don't know what the percentage or total, you know, numbers pencil out to be, but if you don't have football season even if you don't play a game, it's not a wash because presumably all the players that are on scholarship are still on scholarship. And that is a check that is written from the athletic department to the university odd as that sounds, but that's the way, you know, those, those scholarships are still paid to the academic side of the school, if you will. And additionally, It's not like Bobby Houck just isn't getting paid this year. Travis DeCure and all the other coaches on staff, the trainers, the administrators and stuff. And we know people have taken pay cuts. We know people are, you know, being, you know, furloughed, laid off, whatever, that kind of thing. But there's significant cost in just existing as an athletic department even when there is no sport happening and no quote-unquote revenue happening. And it's a tenuous line to say, hey, we would love you to pay for your tickets even though there's nothing to go see. Right. But also, this is the reality of what collegiate athletics is, especially at this level.
0: That's one factor we haven't talked about is the the coaching salaries, because as we know, several of the highest paid state employees in the state of Montana are the head football coaches, Travis, or uh, head football coach, Bobby Hawk, Jeff Choate, head basketball coaches, Dave Sprinkle, Travis DeKere, Trisha Binford, uh, and Mike Petrino. But so many of their contract, not so many, all of their contracts are incentive, incentive laden. And if games do not occur, that's going to be a, a huge financial hit to them. Mm-hmm. When we talk about, between this 150 and 185 thousand dollar range from the state, that money, like you said, as of this exact moment, is still good. The state will still pay them their base salaries, but that's only a fraction of like what the football coaches make. The football coaches are making at, at least twice that, just in guarantees, let alone then what their teams can accomplish. I mean, the football coaches' contracts have 60 to 70 thousand dollars in bonuses just just for doing media. Mm-hmm. So you're you're. No games probably means no none of those events, none of those cover, none of those opportunities for coverage, at least for a few months, and that could then in turn really impact salaries. So that's another avenue we haven't really explored.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and you know we hear different coaches, you know, different places. Aaron Best, you know, took a ten percent, you know, pay cut, et cetera, et cetera. But if there's no if there's no games played, these coaches are are losing half and I would say venture to say in some cases 60 70% of what their their actual remuneration is financially in a given year if there's if there's no games as a result of that. I mean that's that's a huge hit and I know a lot of people go well you know six figures is six figures and okay you know that's fine but it is. they they've, they th- this business is not an easy business and there's a reason that you get into it and by the way all the assistants they're not doing that. I mean there's a ton of money that goes to the assistance out of the bonuses that are earned sure. for pay 100%. games, for different things like that. All of a sudden, you know, it it thins out in a hurry. The you one the I mean? one
0: that one I actually haven't been monitoring what the situation is at Montana State in terms of camps, but the one thing that is good in terms of Bobby Houck and his staff is they get, did get most of their youth camps in. Mm. That's a one way that a lot of head coaches subsidize their assistant coaches' salaries. Hey, you work these camps. You know, if you if you, he has each guy like run a, a camp, like he'll be the director of this camp, and then they get a big bonus from that. And that's a way that some guys, a lot of assistants, make a, a sizable amount of their salary. Well, so at least the Montana coaching staff did get it in.
1: What people need to do uh, that are hard workers is just take a page out of the two tell playbook and do nothing for free. <laughs> That's what I'm into. It's <laughs> 2TEL on is 129 ESPN Radio. We'll take a break. Hour one in the books. Hour two straight ahead. Speaking of head coaches around the state, Danny Sprinkle uh, was on a Zoom call earlier today with some of the media. We'll bring you some sound from that as the Bobcats men's team reconvenes starting yesterday. So just started getting back together into the gym. Go through that process a little bit. We'll hear from Coach Sprinkle after this.
0: And some breaking news from the University of Montana men's basketball program as well.